Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Well, my daddy left home when I was three Didn't leave very much to my ma and me Except this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze Now, I don't blame him cause he running hit But the meanest thing that my daddy ever did Was before he left, he went and named me Sue Well, they must have thought that it was quite a joke And it got a lot of laughs from lots of folks Seems I had to fight my whole life through Some gal would giggle and I'd turn red And some guy'd laugh and I'd bust his head I'll tell you, life ain't easy for a boy named Sue Welcome to Free State, everybody um, This is part two of our Christmas week best of special When we first started the podcast We had no idea about anything What we were going to do, how we were going to do it Whether it would work uh, whether myself and Joe could stand each other um, and those questions all remain uh, in play um, but we were up in Belfast on a Friday evening a Friday Friday Thursday night I stayed with Joe in Belfast and we went and met Huey Russell the late Huey Russell the Irish News we did pictures with Huey and we talked to the Irish News about the podcast. And while we were there, somebody called me and said, uh, would you be interested in interviewing Peter Taylor next week? And I said, yes. And it was one of those moments where I saw what the podcast could do because I thought, I'd love to interview Peter Taylor. I'd love an interview or a conversation with Peter Taylor and Joe Brawley. Um and that's what we got. And we recorded it the following week and we didn't put it out for a long time. And people used to message us saying, where is the Peter? Did you actually really interview Peter Taylor? What happened to the Peter Taylor interview? And Joe wanted to keep it until we got an audience that it deserved. And when we put it out, it was really worth waiting for. And we're going to start our best of with one moment from that interview. An illustration of why Peter had credibility and therefore the unrivaled access to my community, to the provost. Like no one else had the access that you had, Peter. I mean, I, I spoke this morning on the phone to Raymond McCartney, one of the hunger strikers, <laughs> and I told him I was meeting Peter and he said, please, please pass on my fondest regards. And that's not to say that you were in any way soft on on the IRA and its horrific campaign, but that it was handled honestly. And I think that that must be the greatest epitaph that any human being can have, that they fought for the truth and that they... So that's the context of, of Peter's access and, and the book that follows. Talk to us about that, Peter, because Joe touched upon it there. How difficult was it to maintain those contacts? And you made contacts 
everywhere. Like as as this book demonstrates, you know, you 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 these, and you you understood that to be your job to make contacts on all sides. But how difficult was that to do? And you talk, you know, in in the book you mention even interviewing uh, a prison officer who had, who had made this. Uh, heartfelt you know when 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 the republican prisoners were looking for mm. and he actually said he was he totally he totally sympathized with the republican prisoners position and he understood why they wanted they that they needed those uh, uh five demands yeah. and a, a couple of weeks late after your interview was broadcast he was murdered by the ira so to pr- maintain it in, on a personal level must have been must have been difficult as well. I mean, that was one of the most difficult moments, or the most difficult moment in my 50 years of of covering the conflict when the IRA shot dead Desmond Irvine, the secretary of the yes. Prison Officers Association, who gave this remarkable interview for a prison officer, let alone the secretary of the POA, and basically said he respected the IRA for what they were doing. This time it was the no-wash, uh, dirty protests. Mm. Uh, an astonishing interview for which, you know, he was criticized by some in his community, but also was praised by many in his community and other prison officers for being honest about what the situation clearly was as opposed to the way it was presented by the British government in the way that uh, Joe has illustrated from the Index on, on Censorship piece. And I just felt sick when I heard that the IRA had uh, had shot him dead. And shortly afterwards, I always remember this, I got a phone call from a journalist in Belfast who said, this was at home, he said, how does it feel to have blood on your hands? Uh, and I was taken aback, and I, I just cut the conversation short. And it was that, the, 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 the killing of Desmond Irvine, and that phone call from a colleague with that remark, I thought, you know, that's it. Maybe it's time I stop reporting Northern Ireland. It's coming too close to home. You know, he was accusing me mm. of being responsible for the, the death of Desmond Irvine because I'd interviewed him. I thought of that the other day. I dropped into, I dropped into Burns in Strokestown. And Francis was behind the bar and Burns. There's a grocer's at the front. You wouldn't know it's a pub. And they have a couple of pumps out the front, old, old diesel and petrol pump. And uh, I went in and you go in there and you're always, there's a cheer goes up, you know, and it's just pure Ireland. Like it's all farmers and, you know, maybe there'd be a few girls there the odd time. And the conversation... (laughs) centered on sheep nuts. Now, you sheep, probably know, sheep nuts. You, you probably don't know what sheep nuts are. You, they, they are they sh- sheep testicles? No, no, they're feed for, for sheep and lambs. And the conversation was, there was an old fella saying that there was nothing better than sheep nuts to maintain to gain and maintain an erection. And the... <laughs> <laughs> so the the, 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 uh, the bar in general was nodding in agreement with that. And they were saying that, you know, um, you, you couldn't beat sheep nuts for an erection. If you were going to meet a girl and you're anyway self-conscious about your performance, 
he had a handful of sheep nuts and <laughs> and <laughs> now this this was being discussed very, very seriously to the extent that I started to ask questions about it. And then Francis I, I says you did. I'd say you were curious. Francis says to me, Francis said to me, uh, who, who who runs the bar and pulls a terrific pint of Guinness, he said to me, he says, I have a bag in here, Joe. He said, I can sell it to you. And it was it was a twenty five kilogram bag of super U nuts, super U nuts, gain super U nuts, twenty five kilograms for twelve euro ten cent. Right. No, let me just put that into context for you. I did some subs. Viagra Connect. I checked. I was going to ask you this. Yeah. Yeah. So for a fifty milligram tablet, it's. Six euro twenty five. So you buy them in fours, and it costs you twenty five euro, right? Right. Twenty five kilos of sheep nuts, you know, which has the entire population, male population of Strokestown roaming around, <laughs> roaming around like hyenas at mating time. Anyway, twenty five kilograms of Viagra would be I worked out. Three million one hundred and twenty-five thousand euro. Twenty-five kilograms of sheep nuts, which does exactly the same job according to the Strokestown man, is twelve euro ten. So there is an opportunity there. Do Pfizer, do Pfizer know about like Pfizer have got a big presence in Ireland? Do they know that the, the sheep nuts are, are undercutting them this no. way in certain parts of the country? Well, actually, I, I contacted a friend of mine in Goldman Sachs and said we need to get in on this. I mean this we need to get in on this, you know, and uh and um, but I mean, where 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 else where else would you get that? I mean, uh, 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 you'd obviously have to you'd have to do some you know testing on humans and that type of thing. But according to the Strokestown, <laughs> it's also it's also a very substantial meal. Sheep nuts, they're full so of you're, ru- you're, they're full of roughage. You're killing, so you're killing two. So you're killing two birds with one stone. Have you tried this yet? Have you, have... <laughs> you're killing you're killing two birds with one stone. <laughs> Could be a brilliant, could be a brilliant catchphrase, a, gr- a brilliant sort of that could be your that could be your sort of brand logo. Kill two birds yeah. with one stone. For me, the whole essence of the GAA is about where you're from and giving your all to that, or or where you live. I mean, if you if you move somewhere, look, that's the GAA is great because it can, it can bring you into that. But at its heart is your parish, representing your parish, representing whatever whether it's your school, you know, in, in Dublin it can be, the parishes can be ill-defined, but it, it, it's that deep affinity to what you were brought up with. And then you, you represent your county, which is just a bit of an expansion on that. And like, we don't see county players very often changing location. Like they don't, unless they moved, you know, which is fair enough. If you have a 200 mile commute, I can understand the guy. But even then, most guys stay with their, you know, I admire greatly all the, the male guys who who train in Dublin and always play with male. Um, never never a sign of them ever transferring to to another county. And you know, I think that's the heart and soul of the GEA. Um, to figure out the other stuff, I I I I can't understand it because it just it's just not part of me. It's not part of what was shared with me. Um, and I think for the vast majority of GAA people, it's not really what what the thing is about and it's 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 sort of it's it's been creeping in over and over and over again in terms of people moving around and doing jobs and 
to, to me, that's kind of a failure of the system as opposed to any individual doing anything wrong. I'm not saying any of these people are doing anything wrong. I just, I can't understand it myself personally. Well, I mean, they are doing something wrong. It's against the rules of the GA to be paid to manage a team. It's a flagrant breach. I mean, I know that you've, you didn't take a penny when you were managing Dublin. No, I've never taken a penny to manage anything to do with the GA. Um, and I wouldn't. Um, but but again, in the end, surely, it, surely in the end of it all, I mean, I've thought a lot about what the GA is and the ideals around it. In the end, forget about the winning and all of that. When I sit down with my old dairy teammates or my old ungiven teammates, there's a sense of loyalty, deep, deep loyalty and something, a journey that's shared with them on and off the field. And... And what we see now, I think, is this grubby professional sort of cartel of managers, exactly like the League of Ireland. You know, I mean, it's only it's only a matter of time before people like Mickey Hart are wheeled out and say, well, you know, it's always been my dream to manage love. And, you know, it's, it's always... <laughs> it's like Brian Tuberty's favourite county. I love your county. I love you. Don't, don't, please don't mention Ryan. <laughs> It's hard to honestly. It's just tried to recover from GB News and people places like that. But you know, or you know, it's always been my dream to to manage Derry, and I am uh, deeply depressed by what's happening to this beautiful thing, you know, that we've grown up with and that we love. What do you like when you're wrong about something? Well, I I I, I would say I'm a world class apologizer. You know, do you mean if I'm, so I say, I, I, I should do apology classes. Really? Yeah, you, want me to, you want me to tell you how to do an apology? Go on. Like, so never mealy-mouthed. You never sort of, well, if I have offended anyone, you know, a sort of um, uh, the Boris Johnson style sort of non-apology, you know, all of that. It's, it's, it's the modern thing now. This is how you do an apology. All right. I want to apologize for what I said. I should never have said that. It was wrong. It was hurtful. It was insulting to you. You know, and when I think back on it, it's embarrassing for me. I'm going to apologise for that. It will never happen again. Why do you think people don't apologise like that? Because it's not really an apology. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I... Uh, I uh, made a very, very hurtful remark once about, uh, you know, people, uh, honestly, uh, uh, people played it down since, but I made a very hurtful remark on television about Marty Morrissey that I'm extremely fond of. And it was a thoughtless, careless, cruel uh, remark, which I won't repeat, and which I cringe even when I think of it, because it demonstrated the capacity in me for cruelty, for reckless disregard of 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 Marty, and um, you know, and I I still when I when I hear it being mentioned, you know, Marty referred to it in his autobiography, which he asked me to launch. <laughs> I says, "Thanks for fucking million, Marty. Like you didn't fucking full chapter." You didn't, you didn't need to, you didn't need a fucking full chapter about it again. Like, oh, how hurt I was. Well, fuck 
me? You know, Joe came and he apologised in person. And we talked with the best of friends. I said, well, fuck me, thanks, man. And Marty, you know. But, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, when, when something like that happens, uh, you know, it, 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 it really is, uh, you know, it, it has to be, it has to be a proper, it has to be a proper apology. Yeah, I was sort of jokey with you when I was saying about, but that, that's how you, I mean, I should take apology classes. There's one thing I do feel conscious of as well, that we can, we talk about the Israeli government and their propaganda war and what is happening in Gaza, which is horrific. Um, and I'm also conscious and I was struck and I, 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 as I mentioned before, I have Jewish friends who are equally, as you, as you say, as many Jewish people are, and most Jewish people are horrified by what's happening in Gaza and, uh, and how the Israeli government is dealing with things. Yet they also feel this sense of kind of abandonment and, and being alone. And as a friend of mine put it to me, he said, it's not, it's not what you say sometimes, it's, not, it's what you don't say. And he did, was, he was talking, he was talking, he was talking to me, actually, he was talking to me, um, but I think he was making a more general point as well. And there was a, a piece, um, in, uh, the times last week by Deborah Ross with the headline as a secular Jew, I didn't feel I could comment on the war till now. And when we talk about Jewish response and protests about Gaza, I think it's also important. And we have done this, I feel. I think we have done this. We've we've talked about the, the 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 barbarity and the savagery that Hamas has committed. But I think it's always important. But isn't it an interesting thing Can that, I that everybody feels the need to keep emphasising that? I mean, you no, can't no, no, you no. can't go onto the BBC or any news channel now, even though even though now the bodies are just piling up and we see this blitz on this defenseless problem without saying, do you first condemn Hamas? No, no I'm not, I'm not no, saying Until no, you say that. I mean, the other day so in let Parliament... Me, let, me, let me make this point because that's not right. what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm saying it's important that people who are feeling under under attack feel that they're that the assault on them is actually acknowledged and recognised. It's only to do... And I, I've seen... It's only to do with... It's only to do with creating a situation where the people of Gaza are, are Hamas. You know, the like the onion um the onion headline which which captured it perfectly, you know, that this uh uh, Gaza, uh child in Gaza fails to fails to condemn Hamas with his dying breath. You know, that kind of ridiculous you know, do you condemn Yeah, but Hamas? that that's what that's what but the no, Israeli but, government wants. But that's, but that's forget about the Israeli government for a minute and let's talk about, you know, people who who are Jewish people who feel abandoned once again and in just, Ireland no no I, it doesn't matter where they are but like people listen to our podcasts everywhere and that's all I'm saying I just want to acknowledge that I agree that. with that I and, know and, you do but it's, I but it's, no, it's no good for the Israeli people no, what's happening no it's not I mean, it's a but, disaster but, but, for them but if, and if Israeli people who want no, to live the reason, peaceably the reason for this is if you don't acknowledge and if, if that is ignored the point about this piece was it mentioned that there was a letter for artists but for Palestine with 2,000 signatories and she writes in it, I read it once, twice, a third time, then a fourth. Had the letter been abridged? Surely it's been abridged. The fact is, there was no mention of a mass. There was no mention of the rape, torture, kidnapping, and murder of babies, children, grandparents. Let's, just, seriously. No, no, no. Let, no. Like, children, grandparents, young people dancing peacefully at a path peace. Do you know, I feel a wee no, bit just, insecure at the minute, you know. But, but, but these people who are being fucking slaughtered with 
thousands and thousands of missiles and bombs. I think there's a fucking priority here. No, no. You know, I think we say, first of all, look, you got to stop this fucking slaughter. But you... And this idea of teams, you know, like, even President Biden talking about, oh, that's the other team. You know, as if it's a fucking game. It's not. And Joe, this idea this is... of, oh, you know what? Joe, I, did, hold on. I'm... Let me finish this point. Honestly, let me finish this fucking point. Because that's not what it's about at all. It's about acknowledging that unless you actually acknowledge other people's suffering as well, this is not a boo. You can't turn on the you're... fucking TV without it being acknowledged. No. From the start, that's the only thing that's why, been why, acknowledged. Why would that anger you? Why Here's, I'll tell you why it angers me. Why? Because it's, there's a hierarchy of propaganda. There is and no a hierarchy. Hi Sorry, you cannot now do it. I do it every morning. I read all the papers and I look at them and they always start with Hamas, Hamas, Hamas before they come on to it. They talk about murder in relation to Palestinians died in relation to Israelis, died. And everything is looked at through that hierarchy. Okay, that's the way it's looked at. That's the reality. The weak are on their own. Okay. Let me make it clear to you. It is. It must be very confusing and disheartening for Israeli people living in many parts of the world. They're, they're looking at their TV screens and they're seeing hundreds of thousands of demonstrators going around waving Palestinian flags, talking about stop the slaughter, etc., etc., etc. But this is the position that these people have been put in through no fault of their own. And this is why the only thing that's important at the moment is to stop the slaughter, to return the I hostages, to stop the slaughter. I agree with that. Okay, after that, after that, then you can start to talk about these other, much more refined, much more nuanced things. If priests could marry, if we had a more common sense approach from the top, yeah. you know, we'd have so many people like yourself who have so much to give, yeah. who who would have been in that position. Yeah. I, th um, I think having the option, Joe, for a guy, um, and uh, again, whatever path you want to go down with this podcast, but even having females, uh, I think that's something that needs to be looked at as well. Oh, the church, yeah. uh, it's about time. But to have the option to enter into uh, a life, a relationship with another person while it's also serving your fate, I think, why couldn't you do it? Uh, a GP can do it. Uh, um, a surgeon can do it. Um, why can't the priest do yeah, it? Or, if, you know, if, if, if he or, or evangelists in our community, people yeah. who work, you know, who are communitarians. Now, yeah. on the other hand, Philly McMahon. He <laughs> <laughs> looks like a priest. <laughs> Father, 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 just to give you some context, because he probably won't give it himself, he was the class clown of the group. Like, right. he was the one with the band on the crack, and you get the young lad to go up to the top of the bus and say, go, Pat wants you up there, and someone will walk up, and as the young lad, he's, Pat, do you want me? He'd say, no, and everybody turn around, everybody be breaking his little, <laughs> little kind of, that was Jer, like, you know, putting stuff in your boots, all that sort of stuff, that was him. And then, so he's always up to mischief, and then to have this other side of him, yeah, that 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 was curi that curiosity piece. And the trash talking, uh, and the way you, he played. Did you, did you heard the trash talking? Not really. I never like. I always knew he was. He had a bit of. Uh, Give us an example, Jerry. The sort of trash story. talking. Well, we we um, I tell you an interesting one. But the guy is still playing. But they're out of the championship, so I can tell you. But in in, in two thousand and 
13 in the league, I got put off against Mayo uh, just before half time. Don't mention Mayo in front of Joe here. He's a, the doctor <laughs> child, the Mayo here. Please do. We can edit this bit out. <laughs> and uh, well, a, a certain player came up and gave me a tap on the back, and uh, he said, "Well done, Jer. Uh, go off now and say a few prayers, you know." So and uh, for yourself, that's you not know? bad in fairness. Now that's what that person oh, said to me, right? And he is still playing. So I won't tell you his name because it's not fair in him, right? But when we bet him in the twenty thirteen final. He, I made a beeline for him and I went up and shook his hands and I says, hard luck, I'll say a few prayers for you tonight. <laughs> I love it. And, uh, <laughs> and I kept that in my locker for, yeah, so I was delighted with that. So I, I, I knew I was never going to lose to Mayo that day because I said I couldn't lose to that pair. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. What happened afterwards then? You know, the rioting and the hate movement coming out. And, you know, this, 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 this sort of fantasy of the other that's, that's, that's peddled. Hmm. And I thought watching it, you know, that this dehumanization of the other, you know, in this case, it's, it's, it's immigrants, often with, the, often with these people. It's, it's this conspiracy that they're, that they're trying to replace the, the Irish sort of bloodline, all of that nonsense. And I recall that when Matthew Collins came into us, the recovered neo-Nazi, mm. who's now sort of um, a leading light in the Hope Not Hate movement and has in- infiltrated these neo-Nazis and is very interested in what's happening in Ireland. Um, he said... Hatred's not a political problem. You know, it's a psychological one, existing only in the mind of the hater. You know, I mean, in his case, you'll recall that he said to us, Dion, I mean, if we had a problem, go and smash somebody in the face with a hammer. Something's not being done with the roads, smash somebody in the face with a hammer. And, you know, this, this hatred was unleashed again with those riots. And... I mean, one one of the, and they're all called, you know, all these anonymous trolls, they're all called like Glow Rogan and God Emperor and things like that. You know, obviously people with inadequacies leading sort of a fantasy life. I mean, 
Dermot Devlin, who's a champion of human rights in the North, you know, and Dermot is severely disabled and wheelchair bound, um, and a person of great integrity. And these haters started to attack him because he tweeted that the riots, the rioters in Dublin were exploiting the knife attack at the nursery to spread hatred and violence, that there was no link between these things. And uh, they started to subject him to the most sickening abuse. You fucking gnome, shut your mouth, you cunt gnome, you cunt dwarf. You know, and I think that there's there's a, a very important role being played by Elon Musk and the other social media yeah. magnates who have allowed all of this stuff to flourish, this all should be shut down. You know, people should have to reveal their identity. Well, I, I, well I, that, that, that is, that's true, but I think there's actually, it's also important at this stage to distinguish between Elon Musk, who is now kind of adjacent to fascists, and the other social network owners. No, but all, you know the, I mean? all the social no, networks yeah. are exactly the same. Well, I, I mean, they're not being policed. People are allowed to be anonymous. You know, and it's so like it doesn't matter to someone like me, but I just thought of how hurtful that must have been for Dermot being attacked in that way. Here's at resting bitch face. No, oh, yeah, very nice fellow. Have you have you ever have you met resting bitch face? No, but I, I'm, I'm looking forward to. He's a lovely, lovely fellow. You know, he never. He's a bit like he's a bit like a boy named Sue. He never forgave his parents. <laughs> hi, what, <laughs> hi, what, <laughs> hi, what's your name? Sorry, what was that? Just could you just say it? Sorry, I'm not getting that. It's a resting bitch face. Fucking kill my father. I, the hordes of undocumented men roaming our country, plaguing our children, attacking, harassing them, and creating terror. Our children are no longer safe in their schools or even able to play outside. I see, I see them playing outside all the time. Mm. I'd imagine even adults are no longer safe when you have these groomers in their areas. It is not far right to ex- exercise and expect your right to be safe. You are a twisted C-U-N-T. Or the, the glamorous brunette does not like me. And then there's a Dr. Anne McCluskey who I think was a doctor at one stage. Traitor. <laughs> it's, it's all so weird, like, but it's all the same. Traitors like you are always looking for vindication. You are demonising the good Irish people of this country with your nonsensical slurs and distorted thinking. Globalist shills like you only serve the bankers who pay your media handlers and commit our people to serfdom. I think like... And then, you know, you've got Conor McGregor, so like, oh, if, if a building is earmarked for refugees, evaporate that building immediately. Ireland, we are at war. And they're all called things like, you know, Glow Rogan and God Emperor. I mean, Mr. and Mrs. Emperor must have had such high hopes for their firstborn when they named him God. <laughs> you know, this he's, he, he, he's going to go to Trinity and then Harvard. <laughs> He'll probably find the cure for cancer. God Emperor, go into the world. And here he is, tweeting me. And this was my favourite insult of the millions that I've got. <laughs> I can only say this. Joe Brawley wanks dogs. <laughs> Does he think that I work at a dog fertility clinic? 
Oh, you know, just uh, oh yes, oh Mister Mister and Mrs Mister and Mrs God Emperor. If you just if you just bring Rover down to the down to the consultation room too, Mister Brawley will be with you in a moment. <laughs> it also makes sense of the world. You know, it doesn't make sense of the world in a. More than that, yeah, but but, but I, think I think it's exciting in the way that a really gory video game is exciting. But too. I think conspiracy excites theories, your passions. Conspiracy theories will at least allow you, like, to believe that the world is just full of random chaotic events, um, uh, with, 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 with very little control over it, and yeah. most of the time, most most of the things that happen and go wrong are caused by a cock up rather than conspiracy. Um, is kind of just. Uh, it's a you know you have to kind of it, it doesn't it doesn't allow for much to, to, to make much sense but we're like everything else all the things that have given consolation over the years including religion have all been around to kind of allow you to make sense Correct. of the world and conspiracy theories okay they also are exciting but they also they do allow um allow some sense of kind of order where otherwise there's chaos and and if and if you're if you're online all the time, there's no coincidence that all this accelerated during lockdown oh, when absolutely. people when people were online uh, 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 all the time. Absolutely. Um, and if you, but if you're online, if you're online all the time, you can really believe. Okay, life is tough and life is hard and people are struggling. But at the same time, if you go online, you can then think that the oh my God, the world is a dark and desperate yeah, and miserable. And then place. you turn on you turn on the news, and they think they're concealing all this from yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. None of this is true because we know that there are thousands of of Pakistani and and refugee grooming gangs and Ukrainian grooming gangs roaming the country, raping our children, you know, um, sexually abusing them, impregnating our white women to get rid of the Irish bloodline. And why is this? Why is this not on the news? What the hell? What the hell? Mm. What do you call a boy who does the news every day? It's an awful straight fella with RTE. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what the hell is wrong? Ray, come on, Ray. What the hell? Jesus, Ray. For Wait, fuck's sake, Ray. Just tell us the truth. We know it anyway, like, you know. And this on, for example, I mean, obviously, it's an absolutely ridiculous, nonsensical thing. Not a single piece of evidence to, 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 to support it. But it was borrowed itself from... The Satanic Panic of the 1980s. That's what it was called, the Satanic Panic in America. And hundreds of thousands of otherwise ordinary Americans came to believe that secret groups of Satanists were operating out of daycare centers. So they Mm. stopped sending their kids to daycare centers because the Satanists were torturing and molesting children for rituals. Now, a landmark study was done on that. And what they concluded was that it made no difference that the parents were bringing home their children unharmed every day, that the parents could see for themselves that there was nothing going on in the daycare centres, that no bodies were being reported missing, that no children were were reporting sexual abuse. None of that made any difference. Once the panic spread, and once the parents were communicating with each other in relation to that, by phone, there was no mobile phone in those days, and by talking, then... You were the odd one out if you said, well, hold on a second. We're protecting our children. What the hell's wrong with you? Brawley, you globalist chill. Now that you've taken a break from wanking dogs for five minutes. What the hell is wrong with you? They're raping our children. Stop wanking that dog, Brawley. (laughs) Jesus, we've got to get t-shirts made. As I walk this wicked world 
Searching for light in the darkness of insanity I ask myself Is all hope gone? Is there only pain, hatred and misery? And each time I feel like this inside There's one thing I want to know What's so funny about peace, love and understanding? Ooh, what's so funny about peace, love and understanding? And as I walk on through troubled times My spirit gets so downhearted Sometimes, sometimes Where are the strong? And who are the trusting? And where is the harmony, sweet harmony Cause each time I feel it slipping away It just makes me want to cry What's so funny about peace, love and understanding What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Free State Podcast is a Gold Hat production in association with Swan McGee. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.